Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Tune Review on this Sunday evening, of course, uh, slightly earlier than what we normally uh, kick off our shows, but uh, Alex has night shift tonight, ladies and gentlemen, so uh, uh, it is uh, <coughs> to help him along the way a little bit. Um, but I hope you've had a good weekend, everybody. Uh, not such a great match yesterday. Uh, we'll get into that very soon, of course. Uh, currently Tottenham are beating Man City, which isn't the kind of score that we want. Um, Tottenham always beat Man City, let's be honest. Yeah, 75 minutes gone, and it's still 1-0 to Spurs, which uh, doesn't really help us in any shape or form. But uh, never mind, never mind. Anyway, uh, we'll have a look at some comments first of all. We've got Tom Lynch, good evening. Uh, Alexandre, good uh, evening to you. Michael, uh, Anders says, I'm not sure we can keep Brighton and Brentford behind. Uh, in the league, uh, we have one of the worst points total since the winter break. Um, yeah, something like one win in five or something. I think it was, it was it's goals wise, we're not doing great at all. Um, but we again, we'll come on to that. Um, Tune Wembley says, Evening all, uh, feel sorry for Maxi as it's clear to see, uh, he just doesn't fit our system. Uh, we looked so much better when Gordon came on. We're also um, unbeaten since the winter break, so it just depends how you spin that narrative. It really does. It depends on yeah. which way you're standing. Yeah, but we we haven't looked good in all honesty the last few games. We haven't uh, we haven't played with our normal normal selves. Really, it's been a little bit disappointing. But hey, if this is our if this is our blip for the season, I'll I, you know I, I'll quite happily take this as a blip. You know what I mean? Uh, completely different story. Uh, Paul Sprague says, "Hi guys, Eddie has to start making changes to the starting eleven. Uh, two goals in the last five league <laughs> games just won't cut it in the league or the cup final." Uh, Jason says, "Who would you have started yesterday?" Uh, personally, I think we need to look at different formations and teams are figuring us out. Uh, we did speak about that yesterday, Billy, you know, during the commentary as well, and said that, you know, maybe a formation change is what's needed because, you know, Jason might be right there. You know, teams are starting to look at Newcastle and probably working us out a little bit because it's it's the same over, same over and over again. If, if teams defend deeply against us, we find it hard to break them down. Um, yeah, we don't have the creativity to sort of break teams like that down now with Bruno being out, especially. Um, and it becomes apparent we need to, to go on and get our wingmen into the game more and get them into yeah. it quicker. I don't think a formation change is necessarily the right way to go. You know, we've trained like this for how long now, and it's just done to change system now would be would be criminal and suicidal, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it yeah. might not go right, and it, chances are it isn't going to go right. I haven't played this way for so long, so. I think the system's okay. I just think we need to get quicker the ball out quicker to our award men who are creative mm-hmm. players at the minute. We've got Bruno in the side. It's not it's not as important. Yeah. But it's definitely important to do that when we haven't got Bruno in the side. Mm. Uh, well, this is how we lined up yesterday. Um, it, it was as as you guys uh, pretty much um, predicted in the uh, in the preview show. Uh, Pope, Trippier, Share, Botman, Byrne, Longstaff, Willock, and Joe Linton in midfield, and the front three of Almiron, St. Maximan, and Callum Wilson. Um, the bench wasn't exactly as strong as possible. Uh, the three substitutes who we thought would be uh, probably coming on did, uh, in the shape of Anthony Gordon, Jacob Murphy, and of course Elliot Anderson, uh, who Eddie Howard been picking up during the week. Um, it, 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 the first five minutes, Alex, it, it got going, didn't it? I mean, we could have been 2-0 up. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it, it was just out uh, for Miggy uh, when Willick scored. And then, of course, um, 
we go and, you know, from that resultant goal kick, we win the ball back in midfield. Uh, Joe Linton does well to win it back. Longstaff plays a magnificent ball through for Callum Wilson and he finishes it. Um, and then you're thinking we should go on and, and, and get more, but it didn't happen like that, did it? After the five minutes, West Ham took over. Yeah, I mean, this you, we've been seeing this for a while now. This is essentially um, almost a Liverpool problem problem to a point, although we don't have as many issues with the press. We were good at pressing. Um, yeah. Where we come out like a bull in a china shop in the first 20 to 30 minutes, and it's brilliant because they don't have time to set. You know, they're, they're not focused yet, the opposition, and it works brilliantly. But mm. then after sort of 50, 60, 70 minutes... Miggy's tried the same runs three times. Our other side's tried the same run three times. Wilson's tried the same run three times. They've tried the same through ball three times, the same set piece three. And all of the, all of the opposition players are switched on to all the possible options of what's coming like offensively. And we run out of creativity. We just run out of creativity, which is why uh, when Maxi came on uh, and got a red card, uh, we got, he won a red card with the foul. He looked really good. When Gordon came on, he looked really good, which is why a bit of energy and unpredictability coming on it via our substitutes looks genius. It's not that it's genius. It's that those players themselves are a bit more unpredictable and mm. it's because the opposition aren't set. We are looking a little bit too predictable. Um, and we've talked about the... We have seen the coaching staff try and improve it. There are different... You know, Trippier and Miggy are trying slightly different combinations from time to time. The set pieces are being mixed up. You can see the coaches are aware and they're trying to keep the opposition guessing, but mm. it is a little bit too predictable. And we are relying too heavily on a bit of Trippier magic or a bit of Bruno magic with that, with just that disgusting through ball or that crazy bit of creativity. So mm. the first 20 to 30 minutes in the last month, I think has been brilliant. In most games, the first 20 to 30 minutes is great because the opposition aren't ready for it. But then once we get into the long slog of the game, we, we do get predictable. Um, and it's it's something we can only address through either if... I think we need to start scoring a few more set pieces, you know. If Dan Burns in the side for that height, we need uh -huh. to start getting people on the end of these crosses sometimes. Yeah. Or if we're not going to score via set pieces, we need a little bit more creativity. And we've just not got that at the moment. Maybe Gordon will provide that across a 90-minute fixture, we'll hope. Yeah, maybe. Uh, ADB, thanks for your £4.49 super chat. If we want a challenge, we need a deep squad, and that means keeping players like ASM. Um, Billy, after that first five minutes, um, you know, when we were watching it, it just got really sloppy, didn't it? I mean, the the, the passing was poor, to say the least. Um, you know, especially coming out of defence. You know, I think all of them were guilty. All of the back four were guilty of giving the ball away very uncharacteristically um, throughout the first half. We just couldn't sort of get anything going. Yes, and because of the defenders were losing the ball, we were under pressure constantly for, for 10 mm -hmm. or 15 minutes, weren't we? Um, and a lot of that's to do with the fact that Bruno wasn't available for them to pass to. Uh, they had to go long all the time and a lot of it was aimless. Um, yeah, it was, a lot of it was down to the fact that Bruno was missing and Sean Longstaff doesn't offer that. Pass as much as Bruno does, and he's you know, mm -hmm. he, Sean, uh, the, the amount of times Bruno Gomares gets wins his free kicks coming out of defense, you know, yeah. it's it, you, you don't notice it, but when he's not in the side, you bleeding notice it because we were on mm -hmm. constant pressure because the defense was giving the ball away constantly. Uh, were you surprised at the rate we were giving it away, Alex? The, 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 the passing just <clears throat> it was awful, really. Yeah, I mean, look, it's 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 really kind of look long. This is difficult to say without offending Longstaff because I thought Longstaff was brilliant, mm. 
as good as he could be. I thought he did fine. Yeah. But yeah. this is notice- noticeable in the England team as well. When Rice Rice isn't good in a six. Rice is great in a double pivot. He's not good in a six. We had we had the same problems at, at the World Cup. Um, and we had the same problems with Longstaff there in terms of it's just that it doesn't connect very well. The passing sequences aren't there. People aren't in the right positions to receive passes. They're not as confident at receiving passes. Um, we saw that with, with Longstaff and Maxi as well. Underhit passes. It was a bit of underhit passes, a bit of people not stepping up to receive a pass. Um, a lot of them were doing it. Um, and yeah, it just didn't quite flow as well. Although Longstaff had a good game for mm-hmm. him, it, it's not Bruno. It, it's it's vastly underrated. It, it basically just highlights how good Bruno is. It's He does so much stuff you don't notice. He's yeah. one of them sorts of players where, you know, it's just the, the little body feints and how, how often he scans to then win a free kick or how often he scans to then drive into a bit of space and just keep the ball for us, mm-hmm. take pressure off. And then not only he will do that, then play a killer ball on top of it or a great switch. Mm-hmm. It's it's a bit of everything mixed into one. Um, and as good as Longstaff's been, he's playing you know, at his potential, in my opinion. It, it's mm-hmm. still not at Bruno's level, unfortunately. It's just, yep. we're just not going to be able to replace that. Uh, Ab says the SM should start the next game. He needs a good run to get back to match fitness. I've seen a lot of comments today saying that Maxi didn't actually look fit yesterday. Um, it's very interesting getting feedback from a lot of fans who were there and said that he, he just doesn't look quite at it yet. Um, I think it was more mentality. I think he was umming and ahhing about whether he should be defending or going or this or that. I think he's very much in his own head. Um, mm. Whereas when he came on as a sub, he came on, he was just like, right, run with the ball, run with the ball, run with the ball. Mm. Whereas when he, when he started, I think he was just overthinking every decision, every pass, everything was... Um, yeah, well, he's got to get that, he's got to get that out of his system uh, because, you know, <laughs> there's yeah. other players ready well, to I jump mean, right I, in. I, wouldn't, I, I would agree, it would be fair to give him another game, but I, but I mean, why not Gordon as well? I mean, Gordon's yeah. got a... With, with what he did when he came on, he's got a right to ask for a start, really, hasn't he? Mm, absolutely. Um, Dean says, another sloppy performance from Drawcastle United. Uh, I'm sick to the back teeth of Willock. Um, yeah, the, the Willock's... Uh, look, Willock, I mean, Billy, it's, it's hard. To, Willock yesterday, again, he was very, very frustrating a lot of the time. Um, and and it, it gave those sort of impressions that he was being lazy and, and and not getting into 50-50 tackles and um but then when he started to come into the game in the second half he's he's substituted which uh, we'll come on to that later on but um I mean it, he is frustrating at the minute Willick isn't he because he can do something brilliantly like he did in the uh in the semi-final uh lovely move down the left-hand side with Big Joe and then then he'd just do something ridiculous and 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 then yesterday uh very very poor yeah, we have no alternative to him. We're short on numbers in midfield. We have yep. to play with Joe Willock because we have nobody else. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, you look at the transfer window, this this one we just passed. We actually weakened our midfield. We didn't strengthen it. We, we, it needed strengthening and we actually weakened it. Yep. So the question's yep. got to be asked of the, of, the, of, the, of the people that are involved in transfers here, I'm sure. Um, Willock does, he flatters his deceive sometimes, but sometimes he's superb. He's just, he can be inconsistent in the one game, can't he? He can be superb for mm-hmm. five minutes. Crap for another 10 minutes, brilliant for the 20 minutes after that. Um, but while he's in that bit of what he's playing really well, that's when you give him the ball. And mm. yesterday we took him off, which was, you know, it seemed ridiculous to me. 
Yeah, and then, of course, uh, West Ham go and get an equaliser through, uh, of course, Paqueta, who else was going to score against Newcastle United yesterday. Um, there's been some desperate claims on on on, on social media that uh, it was offside. I'm not having it. Um, there's no way you can give an offside there because if you look very, very carefully, when the ball is flicked on, Paqueta's not even on the pitch. His, his, his feet are off the field of play. So he's not offside. And then when it comes, but when it bounces around, he simply, uh, for some reason, Trippier falls asleep and then Paqueta moves out, gets the ball, scores a goal. Um, no way was it offside at all. Um, and it, it's bordering on, you know, desperation if we're going to try and shout for offside over them type of things. Um, but it was poor defending, Alex, from the corner. Yeah, I mean, everybody's allowed to make mistakes. Trippy mm-hmm. has won us far more points than he, he will do. He will lose us this season. Absolutely. So yep. It happens. I'm sure he's, he's well aware it was a mistake. He will try not to do it again um, as long as he keeps doing the right thing, not, you know, more often than not. That's all we ask of people um, is, is that you're better than you are worse more often than not. That, that's why I had an issue with Lascelles because I thought he was worse more often than he was good. Mm-hmm. He got. He, he was capable of playing good games. He was good against Liverpool, even though we lost that game. Yeah, um, he yeah. was very good against Liverpool, surprisingly. And then he's been poor in other performances since then. But mm-hmm. as long as players give generally mostly good performances, this is where Willock's starting to come undone. Where it's getting to the point where it's a bit sort of sixty percent good, forty percent bad. It, it, that that that. Whereas it was sort of eighty percent good. Now it's that ratio starting to it's, come back yeah, down. It's, it's where changing, he's making a lot more yep. mistakes. A lot more mistakes creeping into the game. We mm-hmm. need a bit of healthy competition, you know. It's a shame we couldn't have had somebody like Gallagher in on loan because that would have been a like-for-like similar player. Um, we'd have had nice, healthy competition, you know. Willock's only 23. He's allowed to make these mistakes, but, yeah, it is what it well, is. Well, the, the thing is, I mean, it, it, it's it's only going to get worse, Billy, because obviously, you know, the, the more games we play, the more fatigue players are going to get, and that will ask the questions of why, um, why cover didn't come in. Uh, you know, we, we were expecting... I think it's fair to say we were all expecting on deadline day, yes, Anthony Gordon was signed, and yes, we brought Harrison Ashby in on the morning. But then you look at the rest of the day, and we all felt that a midfielder was going to come in, Billy, because it, it was just, it had to. When we knew Shelby was going, we thought, right, well, we must have somebody to come in and, and, and replace him. We haven't, and it's left us very sparse. And it's going to it's going to catch us out because these these players play at high energy, high tempo, ninety mm-hmm. minutes all the time. We're only using fourteen players, fourteen, fifteen players. Every mm-hmm. other side in the league's using seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty players. We're just using the fourteen, and sooner or later mm-hmm. they're going to hit a wall. It looks to me like they're about to hit a wall now. Something needs to change, and they need to do it quick. I don't know how they're going to do it. I think it, we're but... due right now. We could do with thirteen, fourteen days in a in a warm weather training camp. That's what it looks like yes. for us. We can. Yes. It looks like we're at that point, and unfortunately, yep. we've not. We're not going to get one. We've just got to crack on with it. Yep. Uh, Kendall says, uh, "Funny, uh, I'm looking back at the highlights. It looks like we could have won three-one. Uh, Wilson could have had a hat trick." Um, Wes says, "Gordon was on fire. I think he'll do great." Um, Devin says, "If we were more clinical in the second half yesterday, we would have won yesterday." Uh, v says, "Hi guys, just popping in to say hello. Uh, won't be staying because I'm really not well, uh, but wanted to at least show me face. Thanks, V. Get well soon, chick." Um, Toon Rob says, "Maxi was really poor. He's just not a team player." Uh, Evening, Jackie. Ab says it was probably our worst performance of the season, uh, and it, it was still a draw. Uh, I mean, Billy, you said that yesterday. It was pretty much the worst performance that we've seen uh, for a, for a good long long while. 
Yeah, it was just the fact that we couldn't keep hold of the ball. We didn't look like we had any shape, any 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 kind of way of breaking them down. When we did do it, you know, we should yeah. have scored. We did. I mean, when we got to that situation where we were, we should have scored, we didn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was all around pretty poor at times. But at other times we played pretty well. But I thought the second half was much better than the first. I thought the first we were shocking. Yeah, we scored. absolutely. We, we we the second half started off a bit strange, didn't it? Because it started off like West Ham finished the first half. There were. Uh, dominating us a little bit. Um, the substitution was then made, and uh, you know, I thought after that we dominated the game. After that, with um, Anthony Gordon, uh, you know, he was wanting the ball much more than dare I say, much more than Maxi did. I've seen a few interesting comments today saying that the, the notice that Maxi wasn't running to the ball; he was waiting for the ball to come to him uh, instead of you know, Anthony Gordon moving to the ball. And, and that's what we've said in the past about players. You know, we said it about Chris Wood a lot of the time that he stood and waited for the ball. Um, well, Maxi and Woolock did that. They both did that on two or three occasions. And it was frustrating. I don't know why. Yep. Especially, And then both of them throw their arms up as if it's the passing's fault. Yeah, yep. Maybe the pass could have been a little bit harder, but you, you should step to the ball, surely. Hmm. Um, there was a couple of think. passes yesterday that were off there definitely was um, you know we, we could see that especially the first half there was so many passes going right however um, you know it, it was it was disappointing but uh, Gordon came on Alex and you know he, he really did give something you know you've already mentioned it there earlier on but he's given Eddie Howe uh, something to really think about now for the Bournemouth game um, he just looked really really hungry yeah, I mean, he was, he's playing like Max. He should be playing. He was picking up the ball with no fear, which is what we want. He's not yeah. in his own head. He picks up, fearless, drives the ball. Um, he was having the same issues as Maxi in that he couldn't get out left because there's no help out left. There's no overlap. Uh-huh. There's no fallback. There's nothing, absolutely nothing on that left side. And it is it needs to be addressed. It's doing my head in because yeah. even Gordon, as great as he is, was having to just drive central, central, central every time. Yeah. And then we, we, we were becoming predictable. The, mm-hmm. the only good move that we could manage to pull off and Gordon could pull off, uh, it came from a transition on the right-hand side where he played through Callum Wilson. And that mm-hmm. wasn't... Whereas traditionally, he's not going to get that opportunity most of the time. Most of the time, he's going to be out on that left side if that's his position. And yeah. it was just... That left side is just... It just doesn't function properly mm-hmm. as it's set up. It's no surprise that both of them had issues on that left side. And Joe Linton makes it work because he's an absolute unit. So he kind of bypasses mm-hmm. that somewhat. He can get past plays because he's massive and he's quite technical for his size. Um, but the fact that all the wingers who were sort of wingy in stature have got to drive central is a problem. But that being yeah. said, that 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 little burst of pace and through ball from Gordon was excellent. And I saw him say in an interview, he thought he'd got an assist. He deserved an assist. It was a great ball. He definitely deserved an assist for that. That was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um Keith Bell says, hi, guys, is this live? Uh, well, I hope so, Keith. Otherwise, uh, I, I don't know where we are um, in, inside this whole world we call the Matrix. Uh, incredible Beard says, draws are a momentum killer. Uh, I'm not sure we need to change the system. Uh, we need to fit Isak playing and Gordon based on yesterday's cameo. Both players plus Bruno uh, can bring that needed spark. Uh, William Wee says, uh, Tyneside Life is back. I uh, hope Eddie carries on. He's brilliant. Yeah, it, it's good to see Eddie back. Uh, he, he's a very, very good guy. Uh, Football Matters says, I've recently read that City are in for Madison. Is this true, lads? It seems so. Um, the summer's going to be quite the battle. Um, five minutes of injury time, by the way, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And we're in the last couple of minutes of that, but there's a 
I think a City player flat out on his back at the minute. Uh, Mike says, uh, the system is fine, formation is fine. Uh, we have been creating. The chances aren't being utilised. Uh, if we were boring and stagnant, uh, stagnant, uh, I'd be more concerned. I mean, to uh, be fair, though, the XG for that game, I mean, it's changed since I looked at it yesterday on Fartmob. It's updated, but it's 1.01 to 1.01. Our XG is the same as West Ham's. So we didn't create more to deserve three points. 1-1 one, one was a fair score based on the XG and based on how it went, really. Yeah, I think it was a fair result. I don't think... Uh, I think we can be disappointed that, you know, Callum, he, he missed those two opportunities, Billy, when, you know, we'd expect at least one to go away. I mean, the header, straight to keep up, but when he's through... And, and and I've read, and you know, I put a tweet out earlier today saying, should he have scored? Uh, and a lot of people are saying, well, you know, when he broke away there, cut across the defender... You know, yeah. m- m- you know, cut across him and and then go in on goal because the defenders then got to get round the other side and it would be too late by then. And Callum would normally do that, wouldn't he? I mean, you know, when he hits that burst of pace. Yeah, but he wasn't. I don't think he was expecting Aguero to be so rapid. To be honest, I mean, he did yeah, a fantastic bit of defending to get back. Um, but I thought Wilson should have been more clinical. He should have got across. He should have at least got a shot off, and he probably should have scored one on one with the keeper. Um, mm-hmm. But you got to credit the defender for an absolutely superb bit of defending. It was a really, really good uh, good bit of play. Um, Samsonite says, uh, hmm, can't say we could have been 2-0 up. The goal that started, uh, the goal only came because, yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. The second goal only came around from the goal kick. So, But, you know, in theory, you know, it was, it was two goals. We did score twice. Uh, but I see what you mean by that. Uh, Football Matters says, Matthias Franca would have been perfect. Um Keith says, ooh, my two, say, my two cents, uh, guys looked hungover from the Saints game. Uh, Gordon looked promising. I uh, think it reinforced the need for a midfielder, which we all know. Uh, maybe a Madison or Declan Rice in the summer. Um, Alex Declan Rice, pretty good yesterday. He, he was rather good. Um, I'd still rather go in a different direction because of the price. Um, I, I'd rather we don't join that club of silly nonsense of paying... I mean, they've been quoting 150 million for God knows how long. It yeah. is beyond a joke. He is a great player. He's not a 150 billion pound player. So I'm quite happy for us to go and try and be careful with our scouting and try and find another Bruno for the right positions at mm-hmm. a fraction of the price. Um, yeah. I don't want us to start, unless it's a player that is guaranteed. Some somebody like like Bellingham is a different story because of his age. He's he's done it in international tournaments, Champions yeah. League, Bundesliga for several seasons now. Um, he's the real deal. So if we're gonna if we're gonna start dropping that sort of cash, I'd rather it was on somebody a bit more guaranteed, and mm. you know top 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 level. Um, and Rice is a, is a great player, but could could we get somebody that performs? I mean, we have we we got Bruno, and Bruno does similar to Rice things and costs yeah. forty. So. Yeah. Why can't we do that again? Uh, well, it's finished, by the way. Tottenham have beaten Man City 1-0, so Man City have failed to capitalise on Arsenal losing yesterday. So it's as you were at the top of the Premier League. Um, Manchester United are creeping into it, guys, you have to say. Uh, I know, you know, we missed an opportunity yesterday. Um, it's, it's, it's very interesting at the top of the table at the minute, it really is. Uh, James says, I don't want to be negative, but Tottenham are closing the gap. Uh, going off the last performance, I can't see us holding on to fourth spot. Uh, I think when Bruno Gordon Isak start, we will be fine. Um, 
yeah, uh, do they sit back or are we predictable? Uh, interesting from Scott. David says they have uh, they have to mix up free kicks. Trips launching it into the box every time is so predictable. Um, Space Bar says, I don't think not getting a central midfielder may come back and bite us. Uh, the set pieces are a worry. Uh, the height we have, we don't score from corners is criminal. We mm-hmm. said this during the watch-along, Billy. Uh, you know, we were seeing the same old, same old. Uh, the corners... The free kicks, it was very much predictable again. Uh, and West Ham really de- defended them with, with with ease most of the time. Yeah, they never looked like scoring from a set piece, really, did we? Um, no. It is predictable. If, we do, if you play a short one, you know sooner or later it's going to get to Trippier and he's going to bomb it in. It's always going to be mm-hmm. Trippier crossing the ball in. Now, surely there's more than one man in that squad that can cross the ball. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. Wait, think. I mean, Miggy took some people down, down got to the byline, but... Cut back because he's not right-footed, of course. Didn't get the cross in. Trippier had a couple of opportunities, uh, certainly first half to get some crosses in. Didn't. Um, but then the corners never never come to anything. And you think with this, you know, you've got Cher in there. You've got Botman in there. You've got Dan Byrne in there. Uh, you know, Longstaff's not a small guy. You know, there's just, for some reason, we're not getting on the end of any corners. So it begs the question... You know, what are we doing in training to improve these set pieces because we're not seeing any change, Alex? Well, I mean, uh, at the risk of, of throwing shade at existing coaching staff, I think we need an additional set piece coach because it's, mm. it's not working. We're, we're one of the biggest teams, if not probably the biggest team in the league, I would imagine. You know, with, mm-hmm. with, the, with the defenders plus Joe Linton, um, we've got to be one of the biggest teams in the league. Um, we're just not scoring at all from set pieces. I mean, the the Fab, Fabian Cher had a good opportunity. It was probably the only good set piece opportunity we had. And that he got a 0.28 XG from that. That was the one he skied over the bar. Um, it was a bit close to him. It was a bit quick. But even so, we we just got to be capitalising on it. And, and at this point, we are seeing variations of free kicks and variations of corners. Fair enough. Uh, we might get a bit of a difference because obviously Gordon uh, does do set pieces. He did them for Everton a bit. Um, so maybe Gordon will come into play. If, if he ends up starting, he might take some of the pressure off Trippier. And you're right, we were far too predictable. There, there was a one specific corner routine yesterday mm-hmm. um, where Trippier nearly got charged down because they just knew it was going to him from mm-hmm. the play. Um, we just need some more options with the set pieces with the takers, and it's not. It, I'm not blaming Trippier. A lot of the deliveries are really good. Most of the deliveries are pretty good from Trippier. The, the lads need to be scoring. It's 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 stupid. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. So they need to be yeah. on. I mean, what? Share's got one. Burns got one in the cup. So in the league, we've got Share. That's it. That, from a set from set piece sort of headers that kind of thing. We've got Cher, and Cher's wasn't from a set piece. It was a screamer mm. from the Forest. So in terms of headed contributions from set pieces being centre-halves, Burns on zero, Botman's on zero, Cher's on zero. In terms of scoring with your head from set pieces, um, it's not good enough at this point, yep. really. We could do with a little bit of a boost. Absolutely. Uh, Dean says it doesn't help when journalists don't ask Eddie Howe the tough questions. Um, Jackie, good evening to you. Gaza Jesus, had a look for you, Paul, Tuesday night and yesterday uh, in your normal place. You weren't in there. Uh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't at the game yesterday. I did the watch-along uh, family commitments. Uh, well, family commitments. I actually just uh, wanted to have a bit of time with the family yesterday. And um, Tuesday, I was up in the box. Um, so I, I wasn't in my normal season tickets. Uh, and a big thank you to Andy Young again for that. Um, superb, uh, superb 
enjoyment I had on Tuesday night at the game. It was brilliant. Um, uh, I've seen a lot of people um, rabbiting on uh, about podcasters lately and saying, oh, you just don't go to the games and you just think that you, you, you're commenting on the games and you think you're super fans. Guys, I do go to the games. Uh, the, those two can't. Uh, Alex goes to what he can. Billy can't get the games because they live down south. What do you expect? Some people have no brains. Uh, even in Paul Tully, uh, he says a mixed mood about the game. 100% clear that the midfield that started doesn't control the midfield. Uh, I actually think Anderson is better styled to replace Bruno. Interesting. Uh, Gaza G says Maxi was poor. Spike, too many players wait for the ball instead of moving it. Uh, ASM wants to start running. He's one of the laziest players in the Premier League, says Bill Moore. Uh, Dean says uh, the body snatchers have swapped how out with Southgate. Uh, we are predictable now with uh, managers' favourites. This is creeping in. Uh, this is creeping in uh, about, you know, and, and listen, Eddie Howe has had magnificent praise from us as a channel and, and still will because I think he's a just a fantastic guy. But there has to come a point where, you know, you have to, you know, constructively criticise some of his decisions, Billy, because, you know, yesterday... I'm not, I mean, yes, he was hamstrung a bit with Isak being out. Um, but the substitutions he made were, were very confusing at the time. Not not Anthony Gordon, not that one, but the one where he brings Murphy and Elliot Anderson on, and he takes Miggy and uh, Willock off, who were actually starting to control the big, the game a little bit. Yeah, I thought it was a real strange time, and I thought he could have made that change 10 minutes before and no one would have said a word. Yeah, the matter was at the time he took them off, we were dominant and we were looking like we we're going to score. He then took Willock and Miggy off, who were constructive in some of that play. Uh, a lot yeah. of it was down to Miggy actually; he was he was superb. Yeah. The ten minutes yeah. he went off, Willock was much better. Also, to take him off at that time was it seemed ridiculous to me, and we lost a bit of momentum through it as well. And that's not nothing against Ellie Anderson or, or Jacob Murphy because they did okay when they came on. Mm-hmm. Uh, just they're different players to Miggy and, and Joe Willock and. I thought yeah, Elliot did. Well. I thought Elliot looked really good, actually. I thought yeah, yeah, he, he, he did. did. He did really well when he came on. And um, I think it's, you know, it the, wasn't his fault we lost the momentum. But uh, yeah, no, no. Eddie Howe is hamstrung. You I mean so you say he's got his favourites? He has no one else to pick. He's got fourteen many choosers. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. We saw it. We saw it against Sheffield Wednesday when he put the reserves out. They weren't good enough. You can't put mm-hmm. them into a Premier League game. They'll get absolutely stuffed. So yeah, so, that's, certainly the likes of Fraser. Yeah, yeah. 11, 12 players. He's, he's, he can start with. 13 players, perhaps, and 14, 15 players he can bring with subs. Yeah, he's hamstrung. It's not his fault. He's not involved with transfers. I blame the people behind the scenes here. Yeah, so that's what I'm going to say. We have to start asking questions about what actually happened in that transfer window because it's clear that we've been left short and and that can't have been deliberate. It it can't have been. Something's gone wrong in the transfer window when I... no, I'm getting to the stage where I think, you know, an agreement for a player was made and then something's gone wrong uh, and, and we've lost out. Because I can't I can't believe that, you know, the, the backroom staff, as good as they are, the likes of uh, Dan Ashworth, etc., have left it like this because surely they could see where the gaps in the, in the squad are. It's, 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 it's bizarre to me. And you have to wonder, though, don't you? I mean, I'm not criticising by any stretch of the imagination. I am just asking the question um, because it seems very strange that we would leave our midfield the way it is. Somebody's got to make the hard decisions. And ultimately, Mm. we weren't going to be able to get the sort of players on loan that would have been good enough to give us cover because the clubs won't do business with us. Um, And we have our own extensive sort of list of players 
that we are ready to deal with when uh-huh. we're, when is possible. Um, and it might be a case of they've had to make a tough call and they've said, look, we are ahead of schedule. Do we break our plan mm-hmm. to, to, to maybe try and carry on this push or do we just stick to the plan regardless? And it, in my opinion, I think they've just gone with a tough call and they've just said, sod it, we're going to stick with the plan because we've got these targets in the summer. You know, this is the wage to revenue situation with FFP. And and this is the this is the situation with expiring contracts. We're just going to stick to our guns, stick to the stick to the plan, and we're going to do it in the summer. And yeah. hopefully, it works out. I, I I think I think that's the I think that's the route they've taken. Mm-hmm. Um, it's risky. It's risky, but you know I can't criticize them for it because it it may or may not work. You never know. Well, you, you yeah, never know. I mean, we, we might go into a good upturn of form. We might win yeah. the league cup final. We might stay around the top four, top six. And it's fine. We we don't know. Bruno's only out for two more games now. Uh, you know he'll help massively when he comes back into the side. Hopefully, Isak will start playing a lot more, and Gordon will start playing a lot more. They might all do brilliantly, and we win another four or five matches in the row when they all come back. And then this conversation suddenly just dies away. Mm. But right now, it looks risky. I, I I honestly think that they've just all stood back and said, "No, we're just going to stick to the plan." Because um, they got it's offered too, too much good money for Shelby potentially. Although there's a lot of people keep attacking certain people saying there was no transfer fee and some people saying there was a transfer fee. So I, I, I don't Nobody know. said anything about what it is. Nobody's made no. that nobody's made that official. So um anybody who says that the that, that know what it was is bullshit because we haven't heard anything. The thing um, is we, th- we were third in the table when the when the when the transfer window started. It was blatantly obvious we have got a, a squad that's short of, of quality uh, and quantity to be honest. Um I think they should have gambled and maybe bought four players, three or four players in, and and tried to cement this third place, fourth place finish. Because it doesn't look, it doesn't look <laughs> favourable to me that we're going to finish the top four now. I'll be honest. No, it, it's look, it's a risk. Like like you see, Alex, uh, it's clear that they've taken a risk. Uh, and look, we have to put faith in the guys that have taken that risk because you know the, these are the guys that have got certain players through the door, uh, and we just have to have faith that the, they are the right guys. Bit to this, I've got a positive bit to this. If if they're willing to, to to potentially risk not finishing in the top four spaces, then surely that means that the summer they have planned is rather impressive. Yeah. If if they've all taken a step back and said we don't we don't care we're going to mm-hmm. stick to the plan whatever happens happens and wherever we finish we finish. Surely the summer plan is immense. It makes me really confident yeah. about the summer. Yeah, it, it does give you faith that they are going to go out and do something in the summer to to to. You know, like you said, Billy, just fill fill these gaps and, and improve the squad. And if we are, listen, if we do manage to finish Champions League, fantastic. Mm. Um, it will mean that we can bring some some rather bigger names in than we, we've probably... Yeah. Well, um, Amanda said, what, five years to, to a Premier League? Five yeah. to ten years. So if she wants to stay on track, we've got to spend money in the summer. So we should be spending big money, really, you'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, Frank Ducks. Well, you're not going to like this, Alex. Uh, Frank Ducks says, uh, Maxi needs replaced... Uh, he's not good enough. Gufran was better, and I'm not joking. Maxi is flashy with no substance. Uh, David Cook says, Maxi plodding around, not doing much. Gordon did more in 20 than Maxi did in 70. I do agree with that. Um, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Wagner says, unfortunately, finding a Bruno replacement is almost impossible due to his sort of unique characteristics. Uh, yes. Uh, Will's talking about Milinkovic, Savage. Look, we were never going to get him. Uh, he, he's, uh, that's quite clear now. <laughs> Uh, Frank also says I'd give Miggy a rest next game. Um, 
Keith says, your thoughts on Miggy seems to have gone off the boil. I'm saying he doesn't want Maxi playing. He doesn't want Miggy playing. How many players do you think we've got? Yeah. Well, listen, well, we talked about what would be our, you know, certainly from my point of view, our ideal front three at the minute. I'd love to see is Isak left, Gordon on the right and, and Wilson through the middle. I think that front three is 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 sick, to be honest. I and I, I, I think that's the most, I want target back. Yeah, look, I'm coming on to him. I'm coming on to that. I'm coming on to that. We'll go with a couple of more comments. Uh, Dominic says, Dan Ashworth has not paid any attention to Eddie Howe as far as bringing in suitable midfield cover. Too many photo ops and interviews on the TV. That's not true. He is supposed to work in behind the scenes. Uh, Dominic, I think that's very harsh. Uh, Absolutely. uh, He's been out in press conferences and said that he, because he was asked about how much uh, contact he has with the owners and if he's spoken to Amanda and Murdad. And yeah. he said, no, but I'm in contact with Dan regularly. So he mm-hmm. speaks to Dan uh, Ashworth. I don't know why I'm calling him Dan. I don't know him. But yeah, <laughs> Mr. Ashworth. But he's in, yes. he is in regular contact with, with, with him because he stated it in his own press conferences. Yeah, so he did. That, that's he nonsense, did. I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, uh, Shamrock says, do you think the weekend result justifies fans' frustration at the lack of movement in the window? Uh, I feel we've lost top four in that window. Uh, look, we'll see by the end of the season, Shamrock. That's all we can say because I, I know... Listen, I'm, frust- I'm frustrated with the window. I think Billy and Alex are as well. I think we realise... the hammy, we're in there. Don't worry about it. Yeah. That's all it takes. Harry Kane's injured and we're fine. We, we've, taken a, we've, we've taken a big, big risk, as Alex says. We, we have taken a huge risk, but that risk may pay off. It may not, but it may also pay off. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, and at the end of the season, we'll talk about whether it's paid off or whether it hasn't. Um but well, that's a conversation for another day. But the uh, thing Jesus, is, we've got a, we've got a small mean, squad. We've got a small squad who are tired. How do they get rest? I don't see it. I, I honestly don't see it. I don't see how, we, how mm. they do it. Uh, Dean says a shout out to you guys for the match day commentary. You're doing an amazing job. Thanks, Dean. Really appreciate that, Millie. Uh, Ab says uh, people are overacting. Uh, for one thing, Mike has been. Uh, for one thing, Mike has been fine since New Year. Uh, not sure what you mean by that. This will change very quickly. If we go and beat Liverpool and win the final, people, everybody will be fine. Mm. This will change literally instantly, depending on results. Yeah. Uh, Win, of course. Well, yeah, but let (laughs) listen. Let's go into left back, right? Because we had this conversation briefly at the end of the match yesterday, talking about Dan Byrne and you know, do we want a, a specific left back back in that position? Now, if you're asking me honestly now, yes, I want to see my target back in. I know Dan Burns, listen, I've got nothing against Dan Burns and he's done a fabulous job. But I think now is the time that certainly the left side, we need to have an overlapping fullback who's willing to get forward. And my target is, he's not the best at it, don't get me wrong, but he gets forward a lot more than Dan Burns does. And... He's, he's, he's very, very good at left-back. We know he is. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a sound defender. Um, but we, we need to start playing players in the right positions again. And, and Dan Burns done really well, but we need that left-back cover, Alex. Yeah, I mean, if you take the whole left side as, as like, like a one-construct thing, burn to Joe Linton doesn't work very well. Joe Linton looked better when he was moved into the midfield. Um, saw more of the ball, was more influential. Um I was quite proud of him for not getting sent off as well. He tried to calm down a little bit. So that was nice because um, I, was, I was very scared he was going to get sent off. But yeah, and then Burn likewise. So Joe Linton is not an out-and-out left winger. He's a, he's kind of a 
well, he's a mixture of a few things. And then when you've also got Byrne, who's an unorthodox fullback, um, it's just so unbalanced. And I think we would look so much better with Target. Um, I, I think we, we could look good with Byrne, as we've shown, but we need our midfield. We need our full strength of midfield and we need to be, all the technical things need to be happening for that yeah, to function. Yeah. Otherwise, especially leave, losing Bruno now, the 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 best way we because we can't force Longstaff to be better. He's as good as he's going to get. He's, he looks fine, but um, where else is the creativity going to come from? The mm. best way to solve that is balance the fullbacks and balance both both sides. We can have Target trying to maraud, sort of maybe overlapping Gordon. That could be the solution to try and balance this out. We'll create more high value opportunities and we'll look a bit better if we've got uh, you know balance in the pitch. Target and Gordon on the left because mm. we've not got Bruno as creative in midfield for two more games. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not Eddie Howe, I'm not a manager, but I would like to see Target and Gordon on the left for the next game, mm. um, just because I think we'd offer a lot more balance and would it would solve the issue of not having as much creativity from midfield at the moment. Yeah. Uh, the Incredible Beard says, if Byrne hadn't ducked uh, from the corner, it would have hit his chest. I'm not sure why he was ducking. I've seen that again, actually, and I have to agree. I'm not sure why he ducked out the way. Um, unless he got a call or a fake call or whatever, and he's just ducked Billy. Not only that, he could have got guided Joe Linton further forward as well and, and stopped the flick on, which was another reason why. I mean, he's got the mm. view of everything. He's a centre half. He should have. He should be vocal in the, in the area. But I say centre. He's a centre half. He's, he's naturally a centre half. Mm. Yeah, oh, and and then to duck when it was ridiculous. Um, but I think Dan Bird's tired. He, he never gets a break. He does look get, tired. If, he does if look tired. Yeah. Halves, if he rests that centre halves. He has to go and play there. And yeah. then Lewis or whoever comes at left back. So he, he, he doesn't ever get a break. When we, even when we rotate, he doesn't get a break. Well, he, he might get a break back. now because we know that my target's to... back training. So uh, that to. is a possibility. Uh, David Atkinson uh, says, uh, Maxi's ph uh, uh, physiology is made for explosive bursts, like a 100-meter sprinter. He hasn't got the endurance to play the high press game. Uh, interesting. Alex? I think he can, just not. Like the, the way he was, the way he's played when he's come on as a substitute. Obviously, ignoring the game where we were a man down in the semi final, that's a bit different. But when he when he's come on, it's been different. Um, you know, you've you've got to allow him to be a little bit further forward. In the same way that we've allowed Wilson to just kind of stand up top, there was there was like a three or four game run where Wilson wasn't scoring and wasn't doing anything, but just stood up front. But mm. nobody criticised that. He got a free pass. Um, you know, there are games where Miggy doesn't do much and gets a free pass. Mm. You've people are saying they know what Maxi's game is. What we're not playing in a way that suits him. I, I don't think it's Maxi's fault. Do you know what? I don't think we've ever seen a, a truly like what no. Maxi's game is because I, I agree. Maxi was not very good. Fine, fair enough. He was not good, but he's being asked to play a role and do so many things that it's just not his game. Of course, he's not going to do very well. It's the same way Chris Wood trying to play a role he's not very good at. Mm. He's not very good at it. You've seen that with yeah. when he was with Ashley Barnes at Burnley. He was banging him in. 10 goals, 14 goals, 10 goals. He was fine. They put him in our system and he can't hit a barn door and he couldn't play the nine game to save his life. Um, mm. Of course, he's not going to play well. Um, whereas Gordon has a lot more energy and a lot more about him and, and suits our left wing role a lot better. Um mm. It's, you know, I just like Maxi because I, I love the the whole sort of Ben Arthur, Ginola in, in a black and white shirt. It's just, you know, it's cute. It's what we've always done. It, it's it's what we've been known for. 
Um, we're not utilising properly, are we? We're not utilising. We're not at all. We, we need to get the ball to him and... quicker. We need to get the ball to him quicker. That's the first thing. Second thing is yeah. we don't want him to be defending. Uh, and if we've got a left back that isn't a left back behind him, he has to defend. It's not good for me. Yeah. Put a left I mean, back behind him. Overlap, he might take work... players away. Then I think you'll see the better of Maxi. He could work on the right side, possibly, but I don't, I don't think he'll play on the right side. So I just think for now, let's just play Gordon. And you never know. We'll see in the summer what happens with transfers. We may we may move to a system and personnel where Maxi will be useful, but in this current shape, um, he's he'd be good as a substitute mm. because he can stretch the game at the end. But at the moment, I don't see how he starts. Uh, how might give him another game? But I think he has to start. I think he has to start personally. Mm. I mean, I, I think, think I, I think, think he has to start against against Bournemouth. And I think he has to start against Liverpool. And the reason for that is, if Joe Linton was to get booked in those two games, Anthony Gordon can't play in the Wembley final. You've got a forlorn Maxi to play, and you have to play him because you've got no one else. I think you've got to give him some, oh, okay. some some love this week, some proper love, big him up, get him on the pitch against Bournemouth, and get his confidence mm. back. And that's the only way around it. Maybe. Interesting. Uh, Stephen Donathy says, "Can't believe this negativity. Uh, we're in a cup final and fourth in the league. Just be happy with what we've got. It's only still a year. Uh, don't turn into Man United fans." Look, with, Stephen. Right, I'm, I'm I'm getting a bit frustrated that every time you know. We do a show and say Newcastle didn't play very well. People come on and say, oh, I can't believe this negativity. Um, we're not being negative. You know, there's a difference between constructive criticism and negativity. We are not being negative at all. We are simply saying that we didn't play well yesterday and everybody realises that. Yes, we're fourth in the league. Yes, we're in a cup final. But we're not going to sit here and blow smoke up their asses. We're looking at that one game. It's that one game against West Ham. It's the West Ham preview. So we are looking in depth at that game when clearly we were not at our best. And we're not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, you, you know, that wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad. One thing about us on this channel is we're always going to be honest and give our honest opinion of what we've seen on the football pitch from that game. And it just wasn't good enough. It's as simple as that. It really wasn't good enough. And We've had three nil-nils and a one-one in the last yeah, month. Yeah, you, you so have to start to worry a little bit and say it. things need to change. And that's all we're doing. Um, the negative side of it can... No, I'm sorry. Uh, Zeeshan, thanks for your 899 Super Chat. He says, I think Maxi failed to take his opportunity, um, but he can still be an impact substitute when he comes on. Target needs to come on with him. I think Maxi is just low on confidence I think, right yeah, now. I think if Maxi plays, it's got to be with Target. Because Maxi needs an overlap. Yeah. He needs because then that overlap takes a spare defender away. Yeah. And then Maxi does his drive into the box. <clears throat> if he's not if he's not able to do that, there's no point. Don't play him. Because that, that well, is his game. That is literally Maxi's game. You don't, I think Tiger if you gets don't the ball help from that. Too. I think Ty gets the ball from quicker as well. Yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah. 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 I think that's a fair comment, to be honest. You might as well um, just play Gordon in this system. It doesn't make sense to play Maxi anymore unless we change it. Yeah. Um as he says, I think Miggy is a big issue at the moment. Uh, he has no end product and doesn't know when to pull the trigger. I'd swap him out for Gordon on the right. Um, so there's somebody who's who's mentioning Miggy. Uh, Jordy Howeyman says, spoke to some West Ham fans down the quayside today, and they're delighted at the point. Uh, that's how far we have come. That's true. Uh, absolutely. I mean, um, we, we were happy to get the point... Um... To point the point off them at the start of last year, weren't we? When we went to them away, when we yeah. got the one-one, we were pleased with the point, and now it's reversed. Mm. Uh, Samsonite said he's disappointed to see Miggy refusing to even try crossing with his right yesterday. Um, I was a little bit as well. 
Yeah. Uh, Toon Wembley says, I also noticed we rarely hit early crosses. Uh, Christopher Davis, wish Miggy would start crossing with his right uh, after beating his man. He keeps coming back onto his left foot and it's easier for the fullback to defend. Well, you know, especially when we break forward quickly and he gets to the byline, he's got an opportunity to whip it on his right, but he he pulls it back. That gives them time to get back into defensive positions. Um, so there's there's lots of reasons why a good you know quick right footed cross would would benefit. Um, I've told I've told Miggy in person that literally you have yes. at the Forest game. I shouted I shouted in Spanish. You know, con la derecha, like with your right foot, Miggy. I, I don't yes. know if he heard me, but I I tried when they were walking around. Because in that Forest game, he had the same a few opportunities to square it with his right foot, and he didn't do it. Yeah. Um. Uh, as he says, give up on Miggy now. He isn't good enough and doesn't supply the balls uh, we need from a winger. That's uh, uh, Mr. Matthews says, Wilson and Miggy need a rest. Put Isak up front and Gordon on the right. Drop ESM and put Joe on the left. Uh, it's another option, but where you can't at the minute with Bruno missing. You just can't do that right now. Who goes in midfield? Uh, exactly. Barbara says, Casemiro's out for the cup final. He's not Barbara. Uh, he's, he should be. He's, uh, there, is talk, be, there is talk they're going to appeal it, which might, which might make a miss cup final. Because it's violent conduct. It's not from a tackle. It's from an mm. off-the-ball incident, um, which can be extended, and in my opinion, should. But I bet it won't. because it's yeah, I, yeah, come on, guys. It's Manchester United here. Even if they do appeal, he's not going to get any extra games. Come on. He should. I mean, what? People, Suarez got, like, what, eight games for biting someone. I think strangling someone is equally, if not worse, than biting someone. So Casemiro deserves more than three. I mean, look, I, I've seen that. I've seen the incident over and over again, and I—it's—it's I, it's, it, Casemiro does have his hands around his neck. He's not squeezing the life out of him. He's just got a hold of him. Uh, now, it's still. Don't get me wrong. This is still a red card, and it's still violent conduct. But Gabby Ogbonlahor going on the radio saying the police need to get involved for assault. I think he's a. I mean, come on. I mean, Gordon Bennett, worse than that happens on the ice, ice hockey every week when they pummel the shit out of each other. You know, they, they didn't get done for assault. I mean, this just proves what a bell end he is. I mean, saying utter rubbish like that, saying, oh, Casemiro should be arrested. I, uh, look, he had his no, hands around his neck. Bands. It was a sending off, but he wasn't squeezing the life out of him as if like Will Hughes wasn't like, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Will Hughes didn't even think any of it. He just walked off. He didn't even realise Casemiro was going to get a red card. It just... But you still can't do that, Paul. It's like, oh, no. I only had my boot on his head. I didn't Guys, push down. Alex, still... I've already said it's It's still a red card. Don't get me wrong. All I'm saying is... It? Do you know what's harsh about it? That Bruno gets the same banner than what, what Casemiro does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it's still a red card. But Agbon Lahore saying he should be done for it. Come on. Jesus well, he, Christ. He deserves a, a harsher punishment than Bruno because Bruno's was just a, a mistimed tackle. Yeah, but at the minute, um, guys, that they're the rules for violent conduct. Three-game ban, whether it's what Bruno got, whether it's what Casemiro got, mm. it's violent conduct and they're the rules at the minute, which we do no need to change because it's a stupid rule. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Well, the rules don't um, matter according to Klopp, so... Well, Klopp doesn't care. Klopp just Did you see what the Wolves admin rule. did after their victory, after the Wolves' victory? So Wolves won 3-0, but Klopp said in his post-match that, oh, the third goal didn't count because it was the first time they'd only crossed the halfway line in the second half. Yeah, they changed so, the full-time result to 2-0, didn't they? Yeah, so yeah. the Wolves admin posted the final score as 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 2, as two and rubbed out the extra goal as a I joke. I thought that was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. 
Uh, Stu says, uh, well, maybe our preferred transfer target injured, was injured this window. Maybe that's why. Uh, maybe we are waiting for Madison. Um, we were possibly pissed around by Chelsea again, says Jim. That's yeah. a well, yeah. I mean, we know we were very interested in uh, in Gallagher. There, there could um, be some worldies in the pipeline. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Matthews says uh, Miggy uh, does not shoot anymore. He has went back to his Brewster plays. He needs to start taking a chance, driving at the box, and FFS shoot. There was quite a few times Miggy cut in yesterday and didn't pull the trigger, Billy. But I think I think the defenders are getting used to that. I think they're, they're, they're wise to it, and I think they're blocking off his shot. I honestly mm. don't see him ever, ever getting a gap to shoot it in the past three or four games, which is, is good on the, the, the defenders we're playing against. Yes, he, he should be trying to cross more with his right. Um, I think he needs a rest. I think I'd give him the next game off, bring Gordon on that side for him. I would give him a rest yeah. and get him back for the Liverpool game. Yeah. Um, Scott Nash's question to Paul, does Isak get injured too easy? No. I think, uh, look, it wasn't Isak's fault he had the ball blasted at him uh, and he That's suffered so a concussion. Harsh. I mean, <laughs> he got twatted uh, in the head. That's really yeah, harsh. Yeah. Uh, and then we know his other injury, you know, I don't think it was Isak's fault. <laughs> I, no. Listen. I mean, Botman had the same. He's just a terminator. Yeah. If, 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 listen, if Isak picks up a couple of niggles between now and the end of the season, then maybe we can, uh, we can go back to that question. Uh, but certainly, certainly not at the minute. It's not like a calf sprain. He just got booted in the head. Yeah, he got absolutely whacked. Um, Dark by Design says, I'm tired of Maxi now. Uh, another channel said he's not fit enough yet. Uh, look at Gordon. Hardly played for Everton. Big difference. He's got a point, Alex. I have to say he's got a point. You know, it, it, you know. I don't think it's it got... anything to do with fitness. I completely disagree with that. Nothing no, I think it's confidence. I think it's confidence. It's confidence. Uh, he just doesn't look himself at all. I think, um, I think there's... Burn behind him. Yeah, there, there were a lot of times as well when Maxi was sort of in the left wing, and I was waiting for Joe Linton to make an inside run, and then I'd wait and I'd wait and I'd carry on waiting. There was nobody in the inside run, and then Burn would eventually show up, um, mm. and then Maxi would make the wrong decision and lose the ball. Um, I, I think it's a bit of it's a bit of that left side's just not functional in that way, and Maxi also just really struggled in that role. Really, it's a, it's a very different type of left-wing role than he he was even doing at the start of the season. Um, but you know what a lot of people say, Alex, is that, you know, if 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 Maxi um, is, you know, what he claims to be in, in this, you know, he wants to win the Ballon d'Or in future years and stuff like that, then surely Maxi, if he's that good, should be able to change his game to accommodate whatever position he's in if well, he's, he's not, that then. good. He's not that good. Okay. He's, he's not, he's not, if he's not good enough to change his game to be able to track back and do this and have the decision making, uh, he's not, he can't do all that. He is what he oh. is. Um, we've seen his limitation, but if you facilitate that, he can go and get three assists against Man City and destroy Carl mm. Walker. If you play his game, he's, he's unplayable, but mm, we're mm. not, we're not playing his game. And yeah. then so it was, it was a combination of not helping, we were not enabling him. And then he was, then also putting in a poor performance of not stepping up to receive passes, making the wrong decision a few times. You know, he did a couple of things, right? He, he played a nice dink over to Wilson. He released Byrne and then Byrne did a stupid early ball that was nonsense. He should have waited for the maxi overlap. Um, but then a lot of it was poor decision-making as well. Um, it, yeah, it's not working. I, yeah. I agree. I, I think I think it can work. I don't think people saying maxi is bad. I think that's wrong. Um, I think he had a bad game and he doesn't suit the system. I think Maxi's mm. fine. It's just not working in our current, in the, in the way that we are at the moment. So we, mm. again, I'd just play Gordon instead. Or uh, 
Yep. Uh, Zishan says, uh, thank you for your £4.49, Zishan. Uh, he says, guys, just your opinion. Do you think our next game against Bournemouth is a must-win game if we want top four? Uh, I don't think it's a must-win game, no, but I think it, we need to start winning again to get a bit of confidence back, you know, just to say, look, yeah, we've had a little bit of a wobble, which is fair enough, but now we're back to winning ways. I think we should look at these next two games as very winnable. Bournemouth, not a great side, in my opinion, not having a great season. Liverpool, crazy out of form. Crazy out of form. Things are going on behind the scenes of that club. I've got no doubt about it. They are they are rock bottom in confidence. And if we can go out and, you know, if Wolves can go out and spank them 3 nothing, then why can't Newcastle United? So We could do with beating Bournemouth and taking a win into the Liverpool game. Yeah, Anything absolutely. but three points. Considering we fumbled against Bournemouth at the start of the season and we struggled in the Cup, we need to kill off Bournemouth early. We need, well, as long as we can score more than one. It's different away from home, though. I mean, that at home, Bournemouth are going to have to come out. So they can't just sit back and defend for Don't yeah. it's kind of yeah. similarly to Fulham away as well. I think you know. Yep. Uh, Dark by design says, "Look at Grealish the day fouled about twenty times. He gets up and smiles, and like Max, he's sitting on his ass checking his bandages." Uh, look, that that was frustrating. He did that a couple of times uh, yesterday when he lost the ball. He went down, and, and and West Ham broke away, and he's sitting on his ass. But that is Maxi. That's who he is. Uh, whether we like it or not, that's just that's just who he is. Um, Dark Bike Design says we can't see the comments on the screen, Paul. No, I'm not putting them on the. I'll, I'm trying to put some on, mate. Uh, but there's that many come in now, and I've said this over the last couple of weeks. I'll still read some out, but I can't. I can't get every single one of them on the screen now because there's, there's just too many. Uh, and you know, you guys can have that conversation in the chat. But if I was to read every single one out, we wouldn't have a show. Um, but it, it's brilliant to see people still, you know talking to each other about the game and I will read as many as I can out mate don't you worry about that uh, but there's just thousands come in every show now and uh, it's it's very difficult to put them to put them on the screen but I will try and read as many as I can out so uh, thank you for uh, cooperating with that uh, it's it's just very very difficult um, Brandon Green says I noticed Maxi was backing out of challenges not all of the time but it definitely affected us as we were really poor at keeping the ball at times he wasn't the only one yesterday that was backing out of 50-50s uh, Willock did it a couple of times as well um, which, which was frustrating that, to be fair yeah, he, 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 he backs just... out of aerial dual 50-50 that annoys me so much when, he, when, the, when the ball's up in the air ready to be contested and he steps back it really annoys me um, I'm actually actually got the most tackles out of anybody on our team. He did actually. Now. I saw that uh, stat earlier on. Um, but and people uh, don't want to talk about that because it doesn't fit. Yeah, the but, yeah. Well, I don't think there's a narrative, Alex. I just think I think a I mean, lot of people is. have. How many, how many comments have we had tonight saying, "Oh, well, when he loses the ball, he touches his bandages too many times." Uh, it's it's ridiculous at this point. Judge the Mate, football. It's ridiculous. All I think is people have run out of patience with him. That's all. I I just well, that's think fair. That's well, let's is. just play Gordon then. I'm bored of the conversation now because it's just it's just well, a char- I, it's an attack on his character at this point, and I'm just. Bored I, of it. I would love to I'm see Anthony Gordon. Uh, I, I really would. I'd love to see Gordon come in, but we'll have to wait and see what uh, what Old Eddie decides to do. I guess. Um, Tune TV, Jack. Good evening. Even at all, not the best result, but we move on. The front three need a mix up next week, and Gordon was really good when he came on the pitch. Um, he was, and I think that's a, a very big positive. Um, uh, uh, I love the way when everybody uh, when everybody goes to make a comment about Maxi, it always starts with "Sorry, Alex." <laughs> Everybody apologizes to Alex before they say anything I, bad about Maxi. I've agreed with most of you today, with the exceptions of of the whole bandage thing. And he he is bad. I don't think I think he's a good player. 
But I agree, he had a bad game. And he's also, that left side is a poor shape for anybody that's not a really energetic, hardworking player. Um, it just doesn't work. I mean, even Fraser looked crap in that. Uh, I, I, he had like a four or five, six game run where he was all right. And then, and then his energy just went and he looked poor. Everybody in that left wing role has struggled who's not Joe Linton because Joe Linton can compensate because he's just, he's, well, he's one and a half players in one player. Um, yeah. But even he struggles. He's not an out and out winger. Uh, Jay Devlin, I, I'm not quite sure what you're on about here. Alex is right. And you are even making things up about Maxi to be mad about. What if we, I mean, the, ba- we the bandage it? thing, I feel like, I mean, it's not wrong, but I feel like it's just pointless saying that. Every player sits and whinges. Miggy whinges every time he gets tackled, but nobody mm. puts that in the chat. Miggy's on the yep. floor all the time when he gets ta- tackled. Again, Shah's down multiple times a game, as the loaded lads say, but for some reason that all gets ignored in our chat. It's only the maxi thing that gets picked up. There are plenty of players sit on the floor and cry. Um, you know, well, consistency uh- would be nice. That's all I ask. I don't see anybody furiously saying Richie and Fraser are not good enough and we need to sell them and we need to... Well, why, why are people not saying that? They're not good enough. They're, they're sat here taking a, a fat wage. Well, I, I 100% Ma- Maxi is at least that. playing. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, Maxi's I, I... won us points this season. Yeah. Richie hasn't won us any points this season. He's taking mm. a massive wage. No, uh, Nobody's talking about that, 100% agree about that. 100%. Anyway, let's move on to the player rating, shall we? Because this is gonna, uh, this is probably going to be uh, the most interesting part of the show, where we stand on player ratings. Um, uh, so good luck with this, guys. Uh, Billy, we're going to start with you and uh, Bishop Pope. Didn't have a shot to say, as far as I can remember. Um, literally had no shots to say. I can't remember him having to save a shot. Uh just the one of the mill six because yeah, he's literally had nothing to do. Like, mm. the ball up in it. Alex, uh, yeah, that's fair. I I agree. I I don't remember him having to do much, um, apart from pick the ball out of the net. Unfortunately, so um, he he was lively a couple of times, but a, a six isn't a negative. It's just purely based on he didn't have a lot mm. to do. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going on. A, I'm going with a seven, based on exactly what you guys have said. But six and sevens across the board we, for me. We we need to come up with a new criteria of how to rate keepers because we keep. I know. I feel guilty giving him low scores, but if he's not touched it, what what do we do? Yeah. Um, Daniel Bullock says, uh, "Paul, hear me out. Newcastle sell Maxi, and in his replacement by either Lozano, Politano, or uh, Ma- Mavididi." Uh, yeah. English lad from uh, French yeah. League. Uh, all three players are good wingers. I don't want Chucky. You can keep Chucky. He's passed it. That's Chucky? Lozano. His nick- oh, right, okay. Erling Lozano. His nickname's Chucky for some weird reason. Yeah, a lot of people are mentioning uh, Joe Linton's dive in the in the comments. Um, yeah, listen, weird, I said it during commentary. Uh, we don't want to see any Newcastle United player doing that. I've got no time for it. In his defence, um, he didn't ask for a penalty. Well, he didn't. He didn't, but... he didn't throw his arms up. He didn't look at the ref. They just instantly ran and gave him a card, and then the commentators slated him. He didn't ask for a penalty. Yeah. If you'd have given him half a second, he might have gone up and apologised. You never know. You've got to give him a chance. Ah, oh, come on, Alex. He, he he played for a penalty there. That was clear as day that he he threw himself to the floor for a penalty. I think you've been a bit lenient there, mate. To be honest, but mm, hey, I still I, I feel like you need to gauge his reaction. Um. Maybe if, if, if the player instantly gets up and says, "Whoa, whoa, sorry, I, I didn't mean to go over here," 
then fair enough. But if they stay down and try and get a penalty, yeah, of course. Simulation, yellow card all day long. Um, he did laugh. Uh, so he kind of gave the he kind of gave the game away to be honest because he he did laugh uh, as if to say oh, I've just made a fool of myself there but never mind. The thing um, is, with all these cameras around these days, they're not going to get away with it. Yeah, I don't know why they bother. There, they are going to check it and they're going to see he dodged. So oh. what's the point? What is the yeah, point? Of it? If he misses the cup final because he gets booked the next two games for tackle and missed time tackles, that die is going to cost him the cup final place. Ridiculous. Mm. Uh, Ian says uh, Alex, you're delusional. Um, he doesn't say what about, though. Uh, but there you go. If you're going to call someone delusional, please explain why. Um, otherwise, it's just a ridiculous comment. <coughs> anyway. Spurs are copying our dressing room antics now. They've got oh, Harry go. Kane talking to people on the phone in the dressing room. Camera's in there. Right, we'll move across to Trippier. Uh, Alex, we'll start with yourself. Um. I thought he was all right. I, I don't think he was the reason we didn't win. I think he was doing his job role absolutely fine. Uh, he, had, he had a 20-minute period where he was a little bit sloppy on the right wing with um, Miggy. But apart from that, he cleaned it up pretty well. He was he was he nutmegged a few people trying to trying to you know get Miggy going. He was he was trying different balls over the top. His delivery was fairly good. It was it was us not getting on the end of it. Um, you know, drew a bunch of fouls. Three key passes is, is pretty massive. I don't know. That's a tough one. I'll give him. I'm going to give him an eight. I think he was all right. Um, I, th I think there's an argument to be made that with his sloppy 20 minute period, that could drag it down to a seven, possibly. Um, but I'm going to give him an eight based on his output. I feel like it's not his fault people aren't finishing their dinner again. I'm going to say the same thing about Trippy as I used to to Maxi. People need to finish their dinner. Trippy is putting in five, six, seven crosses, five, six, seven corners every game. Just put it in the damn net once, just once in a month. Like that's all we well, ask. I'm going with a six. Um, really? I, 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 yeah, really. And a lot of the chat are going sixes and sevens. Mm. I thought he was poor first half. I thought his passing was poor. Um, and again, his his crossing, his set pieces, his corners, just not hitting the man. Uh, now you, you could say that's because is it that the players aren't challenging in the box? No. Uh, I think basically it, it's the, the the set pieces, the crossing, not good enough at the moment, and that's got to improve. Uh, I didn't, I'm not seeing an eight anywhere Four near an eight crosses. yesterday. Well, uh, what do you do, just accurate crosses? Because it's got to hit your man. It's got to hit a well, friendly man to be an well, accurate cross. I think they just hit them on the back, and that's where he's getting that from because there was knee-headed chances. But never mind, Billy. What are you going for? Mm, I think it's hard to score trip because I didn't think he was the worst of the defenses defenders from a passing point of view, but he may be he crosses the goal with that back what he did in the back post with with Qatar. Oh yeah, I completely forgot to factor um, that in. All right, so I'm downgrading I'm, seven. I'm going to <laughs> give him a six. Okay, okay, right. Let's move across to the other side and Dan Byrne. I'll start us off with Dan Byrne. I'm giving him a five. Um, I. I Look, he struggled yesterday. He, he looks really, really, really tired, Dan Byrne. He just looks like he's got a lot of fatigue. Um, and I think, I genuinely think we need to make a change at left back just to, just to give us a bit of difference and, and, and a bit of a bit of something. Um, but you know, he, he just wasn't he wasn't at the races for me. So five, uh, Billy. Yeah, I think five's fair. I believe he, he looks tired. He's not a natural left back. He, he's got lots of credit in the bank. He's been superb this season. 
playing out mm-hmm. of a slightly out of position in, in a role that really isn't suited because he's a six foot seven defender. Uh, yeah. Left backs want to be up and down the wing all, all day. He can't do that. Uh, five is fair, uh, but I, I do believe that uh, Target should be in for the next game if he's fit to play. Mm-hmm. Okay, Alex. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll give a five as well. I'm starting him. If I start him on a five in my head, I think he goes up to a six because of his his aerial duels were insane. He was plucking everything out of the air, eight out of eleven. But then just the passing and just general play brings it back down to a five again. It just wasn't, you know, seventy-two percent pass accuracy, a lot of sloppiness, a lot of slowness, not contributing with the attack. Um, Arguably, could have possibly stopped the cross that we conceded from. Yeah, he did duck out the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I'd like to see target at left back and give give Burn a break. Not again. He's got credit in the bank. He's great, but I'd just like to see it mixed up a little bit. Okay. Uh, right, Dan. Uh, I nearly said it again. I nearly said it. Uh, Sven Botman, Billy. <laughs> Defensively, I thought he was really good, uh, but yeah. another bad day when he was. Uh, Paul with his passing, his, his past three or four games, his passing has been a little bit awry. Um, I'll give him a six. Okay, Alex, I'll give him a seven. Um, you say his passing's gone awry, it was still 90%, which just goes to show the standards we've set for this kid. Mm. Um, <laughs> the fact that we, we we both think that that Byrne and Botman had poor passing games and, and Botman's is so much higher at 90%. Mm. Just shows how good he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked some of his recovery runs. I thought the recovery run against Antonio was brilliant. It showed, it finally, hopefully has stopped people saying he's slow because he's not slow. Literally before he signed for us, there was a big interview about how he said he'd hired a private company to come and improve his sprints and his top speed and his acceleration because he wants mm-hmm. to be quick. I don't know. It was literally the people who watched that Chelsea game in the Champions League versus Lille. Everybody's just gone, oh, he's slow. He's not slow. Um, As that proved, that was a great recovery run. But yeah, he was a little bit lower than his normal standards. But I I still think enough for a seven. I thought he was okay. Yeah, I'll go for seven as well uh, for exactly what you've said, Alex. Um, uh, Right, we'll move on to Fabian Scher. Uh, I'm going to go with a, a six for Fabian. Uh, I thought he was well off the pace, certainly first half yesterday. He did improve second. Um, second half, he started to bring the ball out a lot more. Uh, you know, when we, we started putting the pressure on, he was bringing the ball out a lot more. Uh, and I really liked what he did second half. First half, his passing was just got awful. I don't know how many times, Billy, we said, oh, that's terrible share in the first 20 minutes of the game. Um, but it, he, he, look, he wasn't at the race's first half. Second half, he got better. Uh, so a six for me. Uh, Billy? Yeah, I think six is fair. Again, I thought he defended well as well, though. Um, but the passing was, was probably more from Botman's, actually. Um, in fact, it definitely was. Um, so, not up to his usual standards, but loads of credit in the bank for Fabian Share because he's been outstanding this season. Yeah. Six yesterday. Okay, Alex? <clears throat> yeah, I'll, I'll give him a six. He was the same as Burns' pass rate, 72% pass rate. So, considerably lower than Botman's was. For, and Botman, Botman made more passes as well. Botman made 55, Share made 49. And with mm. a much lower completion rate. Five accurate long balls, winning a lot in the air, but a little bit off the pace. And again, he, he the ball seems to fall to him. It fell to him in that game. I think he had a headed opportunity and one that fell to his feet. I want to see him on target. Again, mm. This is I, I say this week in, week out. You guys know I say this. You don't need to score, but just get it on target. That's all you need to, because then there's the chance of a rebound or something happening. Just get it on target. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, six for Cher. I, I wanted to see. I a think little if Cher fell over from that chance with a foot, he gets a penalty. I don't know why he didn't. Was it was the contact? Was them? I, mm -hmm. I can't remember that. The, the goalkeeper, yeah, when the goalkeeper came out, could have been gone over. Yeah, interesting. Uh, anyway, we'll move on to uh, Sean Longstaff, uh, Billy. Yeah, I thought he had a very good game, actually, considering he's not really experienced in that position. Um, different kind of player to Bruno. Obviously, he hasn't got the energy that Bruno has and he hasn't got the ingenuity that Bruno has. But mm -hmm. for, for, for what Sean Longstaff can do, I thought he did really well. Uh, I'll give him an eight. Yep, I'm going with an eight as well. I thought he was uh, very good yesterday. Um, mm. continuing his good form really and uh, he, he, he did a lot of work uh, again in the middle of the park so an 8 for me Alex yeah 100% he deserves an 8 um, difficult because it is a step down but he again he, he played his part again you've got to remember it was a position change 89% pass accuracy was great he got the assist for Wilson so he deserves a high mark just, just by default from that drew a couple of fouls didn't give any away Really, really tidy. Um, a, a few people tried to tell me that Joe Linton dropped into the six. No, he didn't. Definitely didn't. You need to go and watch no. the game back. He, he, that did not happen. There was a, possibly the, the odd occasion where rotation happened in whatever phase was going on where people were, but he wasn't sat in the six. It was long stuff. Mm. Um, interesting. Uh, I mean, look, we're going to move on to Willock now, and I know this is going to cause some 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 issues. I'm going to start with Willock, and I'm going with a four. Um, I thought he's just not good yesterday, and I'm he's leaving the lowest it at that. rated on sofa score. To be fair, yeah, um, I'm just going to leave it at that, uh, Alex. <laughs> um. I think four is harsh, but there's a there is a case. Well, yes, it's it. a, there's a I'm reason it's harsh. It's because he was shite. I only give him a five. I don't, I don't okay. think he was. I think he was had a similar game to Burn, in my opinion. Mm. Um, still with an eighty nine percent pass accuracy, he was trying to make things happen. But three out of ten ground duels, I want him to win more than that. He's a big lad. He's a strong, athletic kid. Twenty three years old now. I want to see him winning a bit more physically. It annoys mm. me that he doesn't because he's you know. Again, zero out of zero aerial duels. Go and win the ball in the air. He doesn't contest aerial duels. This used to be a massive bugbear of mine a year ago with him. Well, he, listen, um, he doesn't contest dual, aerial duels and he doesn't contest 50-50s either. He's, he, got to, he, he's got to start doing he needs that. He's put his body on the line a bit more. I know he, I know he got hurt a little bit in an off-the-ball <clears> issue. He, he slid off the pitch with a teammate. I can't remember who it was. And he looked like he might have been injured for a couple of seconds. We got a bit nervous. But he's just got to... Uh, He's got to be a bit more physical, and he's got to he's got to not let his head drop. Maybe we could do a trippy, giving him a word, or but his confidence. He makes one mistake, his head goes. Mm. He has a great twenty minutes, and then yeah. one bad thing happens, and his head just goes. It's really yeah. strange. Uh, Billy, I thought it took him off when he was just coming into the game. I think I think he came off maybe a bit prematurely because he was starting to dominate the game slightly. You know, he was getting really involved in it and playing some good balls and. Everything was going through the middle, which kind of made Willock look worse because our wide men were so ineffective. Um, and I think that's, that's, that doesn't help him if the wide men aren't, aren't effective. The goal he took was fantastic, the way he took it, although it was chalked off. Um, I think six. I think six. Five. Five. Because, like you say, from a defensive <laughs> point of view, it was awful. Yeah. Uh, right, move on to Big Jaw. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you on Jaw Linton. 
See, that's a tough one because I thought he was really poor for bits of it, and then when he he sort of, he sorted his own head out, and he was immense. Once he once he, I don't know. So he must have had a word with himself in his own head, and then he cleaned it up, and he was brilliant. Um, but I don't know what to give him as an overall. Um, I, I'll give him a seven. I'll give him a seven. I think there were periods of the game where he was playing up to an eight and a nine, but there were also periods where he was shocking. So I'm gonna I'm gonna round it out and give him a seven. Um, you know, seven out of sixteen ground jewels, one out of four in the air could have won a bit more. I mean, he gave away four fouls and there was the dive, but he was great. so many tackles and interceptions. It was a really weird game for him. It was so hot and cold. He, again, he was brilliant and crap in different moments of the game. Um, yeah, I'll give him a seven. Okay, uh, I'm going to give him a seven. I would have given him an eight, but I'm giving him a seven for the pathetic dive. Um, and I don't want to see that from any Newcastle United player ever again. Um, listen, we hammer we hammer opposition players, especially the likes of uh, Bruno Fernandes at Man United. Um, you know, we hammered Anthony Gordon for it himself earlier on in the season. You know, we, we don't like it, and I don't want to see it from any Newcastle players. Uh, so a six from me, Billy. Sorry, you're seven, Billy. I'm going to give him a seven also because on the whole, okay. I thought he played pretty well. But like, like Alex says, he did have poor parts of the game. Mm-hmm. I think that's all to do with the fact he, he wasn't getting the support with him in the mid, middle of the park because Willock defensively wasn't very good. Uh, he didn't have Bruno with him also to guide him through. But a lot of the times he was he was leading from the front. He was take, bringing the ball out of defence. He was, he was get, get pushing the ball forward. Uh, but that dive was horrific. So seven for me. Yeah. Uh, right, we'll move on to the front three. Incidentally, congratulations to Joe Linton. Uh, he, he, him and his partner are having another baby boy. Uh, so, uh, adding to the brood of Joe Linton's, uh, another boy is on the way. And there is rumours going around that Bruno is going to be included in the next Brazil squad. So, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Well, uh, don't get a girl because she's bound to be a diva. I mean, yeah, DV, yeah, that's the right word. Yeah, yeah, yes, careful, Billy. Uh, right, we'll move to the front three now. We'll start with Miggy, Billy. Because again, they took him off too early. He was starting to real cause them some problems when he, when they took him off. Um, but before that, he was quite he flattered to deceive, didn't he? He got past mm. uh, full back and then came back. I think six is fair for Miggy. Okay, I'm going to go with a five. Um, and it, 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 because it's it's now starting to really frustrate me how many times he beats his man and can't get a cross in with his right foot. Uh, for me, that's something that he should be working. If he's not working uh, in training with the with his coaches, stay a little bit after and try crossing with your right foot. Keep hitting the ball with your right foot. Just try something uh, because it's it's really starting to annoy me now. Um, you know, it's clear he's got the, the thing about Miggy is he beats his man quite easily most of the time to the byline with good skill. And then when it comes to the final ball, he has to cut back because he's got no right foot. It's what we shame. need to do. We need, we need to stick Murphy's foot, Murphy's right foot on Miggy. Yeah. Murphy's not using it that much. Yeah. Um, so th- th- that's just my thoughts on that, Alex. Uh, I'll, I'll give him a six. I think a five's a little harsh, but. Really frustrated with his physicality. No, no jewels. Just struggled a little bit in that regard. And normally he's a little bit better than that. Um, and the, the six is for the great work he did up until the bit when he didn't carry it on. What, what you mentioned, he does. He does nine tenths of the job, and he just can't finish it off. Um, but I think defenders are expecting him now to come back onto his left. He's very, very predictable with it. Yeah, I mean, Billy's just mentioned this about 
they block the inside run and then they block the first shot and then they make mm -hmm. sure that when he takes it further for an, an even wider shot, they've got that option blocked as well. There's always men there to cover it. Um, all it would take, all it would take is twice a game, dink it with your right foot, just float mm -hmm. it into the six-yard box and see what happens. You don't. It doesn't have to be a great, a great ball. No, that's up our forwards to make an effort to get on the end of it then. Exactly, because normally when he's in that position, it's normally from a quite a static movement. It's not like a, a breakaway. It will mm. normally be him and Trippier have been stood there for 10 seconds. Then they make a move. So the box is already flooded. We've got players in the box. So he just needs to float it in. It doesn't have to be a great ball. Um, but again, I'm reluctant to give him less than the six because how do we know that this isn't instructional? Yeah. Yep, fair enough. Uh, Tom, sometimes, Tom, I, 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 you know, I despair, right? I know you're the historian, along with Billy Trey, on this channel, and I love you for that. But sometimes I could just grab you and shake you, right? I just said, adding to the Joe Linton clan, right? Tom's come back and said, there won't be a, a, a new baby added to the Joe Linton clan. Joe Linton is his first name. Full name is Joe Linton. Uh, a fucking apocalyptic Casadero Delira or whatever it is. So it's the Casio Delira clan. I was just generalizing, Tom, and just saying Joe Linton as we know and love him. Uh, oh, uh, you've got to love him, though. Uh, <laughs> he's put some laughing emojis now, so uh, he's a good lad, is Tom. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, Callum Wilson, guys, we'll start with you, Alex. Mm, seven. Okay. And 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 it's a weird seven because he scored a goal. It was it was a good goal. Hundred percent pass accuracy was really, really tidy, getting involved a bit more. But physically he got battered at that game. Um mm. zero out of eight duels total. He did not win a single duel. Zero out of four ground, zero out of four aerial. Needs to be a bit better physically. I, I mean, well, I don't think he can be. I think he's already a unit. Um, but it's, it's just not. I think I think Isaac's got a bit more about him in terms of physicality and size. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know he, he goes up from a five up to a seven because he scored the goal and he looked a bit better on the ball, pushing out wide. Um, it was great, but he just doesn't do well against big centre backs or a back three. He's always struggled against the back three. Anytime we play a back three, he's just ineffective and he's yeah. really got a grind like that. That that goal against um, Forest in the first game of the season had to be an a magical bit of quality to get a goal because he wasn't going to get one through conventional means because he just gets pushed off the ball far too easily in a back against mm. the back three. Yeah. Um, I, and again, there's an argument to be made that precise point. Isak should play against Bournemouth because um, I, you know, I'm I'm scared of another sort of get to. If, if we don't score in this initial 20 minute burst that we have, we always get to half time nil nil, and then we start talking about substitutions, and it's it's the same old same old. Mm. Um, it just concerns me. I think. I think, despite Wilson scored, he scored because because he was given a really really good opportunity on a plate. Essentially, um, well, he was given a good opportunity on a plate twice in the second half. And well, I, I just think Isak can, Isak can create his own goals. Mm. He can do more Look, himself. Uh, uh, yeah, I said um, during commentary yesterday that you know when Gordon set set him away. I think if that's Isak, it's in the back of the net. I, I well, honestly I, mean, I do. put in the I put in the private chat earlier that that, that shot was zero point zero eight xg. So most people mm. don't hit that. That's a one in twenty shot. 
which I was surprised at because in real time, I thought it was a really good opportunity. But he didn't get the shot away. That's the thing. He he waited too long. It was a great tackle. Don't get me wrong. It was a brilliant tackle, but he should have got the shot away. I think he was Uh, trying to dink it, wasn't it? Yeah, look, I think he should have just done, done... a lot of people have said that they cut in front, make his run diagonal instead of straight, cut across the defender while he was in front of him. And the defender's either got a choice, either brings him down, which is a red card, or he has to then get the other side of Callum Wilson uh, to, to try and make a tackle. But by then, it would probably be too late because that time it takes to for the defender to get around the other side of Wilson, he's in on goal. So well, I, I think ultimately that the same thing I say about Maxine Gordon, I'm going to say about Wilson and Isak. I think there are games that suit Wilson and games that suit Isak. And I think playing mm-hmm. against huge centre-backs or a back three, I w- I'd rather see Isak because Isak can just go wide, dribble it around, link up. Mm-hmm. He's really technical, really comfortable with just doing whatever. Whereas yeah. Wilson, that's not Wilson's game. Wilson wants to do a few particular things and that's it. That, that is his comfort zone. Very true. Um, anyway, I- I'm going to give him a, a six. Um just because you know, yes, he scored, but he 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 missed two great opportunities. No, no, seven. Sorry, six is two. Are seven? Um, Brian says I obviously see the game differently. They all put a shift in. West Ham are good. Brian, spec savers, my friend. It's a West great Ham place to go. People think. Yes, they are. I agree with you. West Ham are good, Brian, but we could have won that game yesterday. Uh, and some players are just not not at the races at the minute. But uh, everyone has their opinion. Um, right, uh, Billy Wilson. Again, improvement from the last game, and, and it is it's constant improvement in the way he's playing the game. However, it's, he looks a yard short of pace to me. Whether he's lost that pace for good, who knows? Mm. Um, I think if he has a yard more pace, he scores that, that second opportunity. He should have scored the header. He, he finished well for the first goal. I think seven's a fair score for him, and, and it's, it's possibly generous, actually. So I think six okay. is probably what I would have given if he had, certainly would have given if he hadn't scored the goal. Okay. Uh, now, Maxi, Alex. Uh, I'm going to give him a five. Okay. Um, good with the tackles, five out of seven ground jewels, a couple of nice dinky long balls over, nice cross. Mm-hmm. So that bumps the score up to a six or a seven. And then receiving the passes, not stepping up, losing the ball, indecisive, looked a bit lost in the system, drags it all the way back down to the five again, unfortunately. Um doesn't work in the system. Doesn't work. Um, I think it it works when he comes on as a sub when the game's changed, but it doesn't work from minute one. Unfortunately, it it worked at the beginning of the season when we had a bit more balance with target, but in the current in the current shape, it's just not working. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think he will get another start next week because I think Eddie Howe likes to give people a chance once they're in the team. Uh, but if it was me personally, if he's not going to change burn. I wouldn't bother. I'd just play Gordon. Um, and that's yeah. my, and, and I love Maxi, but I would play Gordon. I think if you play Maxi, you have to also play target. So that's the only that's the only condition for me. So a five. Okay. Uh Billy. I think this this week is a big week in Maxi's Newcastle career. I think he's he's got to get some love from the manager. I think he's got to get confidence. I think he's, I think he has to start next week and the week after. Um because of Joe Linton's disciplinary record, he needs to get booked next two games out of the final. Then Maxi has to play the final because Gordon's upside. Yesterday, however, I mean defensively, I thought it was okay. Uh, as Alex has said with the stats, going forward, he's hamstrung by the team around him. If they don't get the ball to him quick enough, if they get the ball to him quicker, he's got one man on him. Generally, when he gets the ball on him, gets the ball to him, 
two or three on him, and he, then he's he, he's struggling. I'm going to give him a five. Um, however, I, I don't think it's all his fault. I really don't. Okay, um, I'm going with a four. Um, I just thought he was n- not good yesterday, um, but I'm not going to criticise him too much. I'm just giving him a four. Uh, I don't think he was great. I agree with Alex says he's just not fitting into this system very well at all. Um, and you know that that not necessarily Maxi's fault. I also agree with Billy when you say he doesn't get the ball quick enough. But sometimes when he does get the ball, he doesn't run to it. He waits for it to come to him, and by then the defenders have intercepted it and away they go. Um, just so he was poor. But um, we did point out in the preview show that West Ham are really good at interceptions, and I think that was showcased very well in the match. They were stepping up and cutting passing lanes very well. Um, mm-hmm. There's a reason they're one of the, near the top of the league for interceptions. They, you know, that is how they play. They were very good at it. Uh, right, substitutions. We'll uh, we'll do uh, Gordon and Murphy together because they came on at the same time. Um, so uh, no, they uh, didn't. Gordon Gordon. Sorry, Gordon. Came, Murphy. Came, yes, yes. I do apologise. Gordon first. So um, Gordon gets. Uh, uh, well, for the time he was on the pitch, I'm giving him a nine. I thought he was superb. Um, I thought he, you know, that ball through for Callum was superb. Uh, the way he was, he was wanting the ball all the time. Um, I just thought he's so exciting and I can't wait to see what we get from him. So for me, in the time he was on the pitch, the impact he made as well, it has to be a nine for me. Billy? His first touch was amazing. The little dink inside, then the, the crisp pass into the centre was superb. He's, he's a different player to Max. He's got bags of much more pace than Max, actually. Even though Max is rapid, Gordon's mm-hmm. clearly quicker. And so he doesn't have to have the trickery that Max has got. Um and that didn't suit the West Ham at all. But even saying that, he still got dragged inside because he had no support on the left-hand side with him. I think yeah. he's a really promising player, and I think he can play anywhere along that front three, and I hope to see him next week on the right um, against Bournemouth. Uh, I'll give him an eight for okay. a phenomenal 20 minutes, really. Yeah, really. Alex? Yeah, I'm going to give him an eight as well. I think mm-hmm. if he starts on a five, he gets, a, he gets a point for that through ball for Wilson that should have been an assist. Um, I think he gets a point for his defensive work, uh, that little shithousery pulling of the shirt and just, just making sure they didn't get away. You know, it's nice that a young lad identifies the danger and, and you know, I, I, players like Willock don't do that. And Willock's mm-hmm. two years older, but yeah, Gordon yeah. is younger, smelt the danger, boom. He'd make a cheeky foul or, or contribute defensively. Um, and then an extra point to bump it up to the eight for just just being very rapid and just really, really, you could see he was really trying to make something happen. He, he mm. could see that we were a bit flat and, and void, devoid of ideas. And he was really, really trying to just um, provide a bit more energy, but same as what me and Billy have talked about all show. Uh, it, uh, you could put Neymar on that left side. You need a bit of help. Sometimes it just mm. doesn't work. Um, uh, Cause I'm, I'm, I'm really frustrated that this not frustrated, worried that this might happen to Gordon. If he's going to get lots of left wing appearances, they're just going to have to keep cutting inside. They're going to hit a brick wall left and they're just going to have to cut inside. It's going to get really predictable. Um, it, yeah, something's got to change. Yeah. If Target isn't fit, I'd give Lewis a go. I really would. I think I've got to that stage now. I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't, I don't, I wouldn't give Lewis a go. <laughs> well, listen, I know what you not, mean, but not, I not give Lewis a go. how good Lewis is. I mean, he, he just never had a chance, guys, to be honest. Um, right. Uh, obviously, Murphy and uh, Elliot Anderson... Uh, the word on for a, a long period of time. I'm going to give them both a six. Um, Billy? I thought they both put pretty well, actually. I thought Murphy yeah. especially did pretty well. But again, the t- at the time when they came on, we had proper momentum. And it mm-hmm. slightly took away from that when they came on. 
I think six is fair for both. I think I think Ellie Allenson much much the same. I thought he, he did pretty well when he came on too. Yep, Alex. <clears throat> yeah, that's fair. Um, I think Murphy's doing that funny thing again where he was crap for ages and then he's um, he went through a phase of being useful and quite decent and then mm. he's gone really crap again and now the last two substitute appearances he's looked handy. He's been energetic, useful defensively, not making mistakes. So I, hopefully this is the start of Murphy coming into a bit of being useful again because we're going to possibly need him in the next three or four months. So... I, I've seen that before from Alex, you know, about Murphy, this this little shark fin coming to the top of the water and then it slowly just starts going. It's got a hole in my, it and then slowly starts going backwards. Where says F and L, Billy? You had a Castori there with suggesting Lewis at left back. We're not that <laughs> desperate yet. No, but to get uh, us attacking properly, we're, we're struggling to score goals. I think we need to get some more creativity from that left-hand side and Dan Bird isn't providing it with, with the way he plays left back. So if we get yeah. a left back who actually does overlap and got a bit of pace about him, I think it makes us more dangerous in attack. Oh, it might make yeah. us a bit weaker in defence, but we've got to do mm. something. Yeah. Right, and finally, Edward Howe. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you on Eddie. Um, I'll give him a... I think he deserves a seven, but I'm going to give him an eight because there was a moment where the camera panned to him and he went, and he went, F and L, Jace. You could see the camera. You could see him say that it was like eighty odd minutes, and it just wasn't working. Then you could see him turn to to Jason Tindall and start start swearing because normally he covers his mouth, and you can't see him do that. So that was funny. Um, I agree with Billy. I think he made the substitutions. I think he made all of the substitutions at the wrong time, but that's just my personal opinion. I'm not. Mm. Ma- I'm not a manager. Um, I think. I think the team selection was. He had to pick that team. Really, if he doesn't pick Maxi, then all the media speculation is going to be, oh, he's gone, he's gone. So he has to pick Maxi. Um, did he try and change enough in the game? I think, okay, I think an eight's generous. I'm going to go for a seven. Thank Christ for that. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Alex. What, what, what else <laughs> is he going to do? He's hamstrung into a lot of this. Well, what, yeah. What is he going to do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex05, thank you for your £5 super chat. He says, evening, lads. Uh, looked a bit lost yesterday without Bruno. Uh, Gordon looking exciting. But we need three points against Bournemouth. And Samsonite, thank you for your 50 Danish kroner. He says, Alex, comment of putting Murphy's right foot on Miggy pretty accurately describes Anthony Gordon, in my opinion. Not a bad shout. Yeah, but I don't think Anthony Gordon has got Miggy's left foot. When well, Miggy's left foot is awake, it is ridiculous. Let's be honest. We've seen nine goals from him and... I think one was a tap-in and the other eight were phenomenal, let's be fair. Mm. He's still on nine um, goals. You can say what you want about Miggy. He's on nine goals. He's on more than Wilson. So, Yeah. Um, I never saw it, never ever in a million years did I think on this very channel that I would say that I agreed with the Ronnie Granny, right? Never. But the Ronnie Granny says, uh, Ashby on the right and move trips to left back to marshal that side if we haven't got a left back. If he's not going to play targets, I don't uh, listen. That might not be a bad move. I know well, you're shaking hell, Alice, but well, he dropped target, didn't he? And left him out for ages. I, I don't think you know. I, I just don't know. You never know. Uh, listen, it's only a suggestion, but I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, right, me for Eddie Howe. I'm going to give him a five. I thought that was probably. Uh, I was. I was disappointed yesterday. I was disappointed with. Um, with the, the, the way he just didn't change the game. He, he brought, 
the, the substitutions that he made, I mean, Gordon for Maxi was a given anyway. Uh, I would have made that change at half time, uh, to be quite honest. I would have given Anthony Gordon 45 minutes um, because it was clear that Maxi wasn't, wasn't playing very well. I also think what we've already discussed, those two substitutions, I did not understand. And I'm getting a bit pissed off with the same sub over and over again. Miggy for Murphy. It's, it's all, and I know you can say, well, he's got nobody on the bench. Well, don't change it then. You know, just there's no need to bring Murphy on sometimes. You know, Miggy yesterday was getting into the game. He was doing really well. He was starting to create a few chances and he hauls them off. And, and you can see that it's starting to get to Miggy as well. Um, I just, it, it frustrates me all the time. Um, you know, and yes, I agreed with uh, Elliot Anderson coming on, but like Billy said, it should have been 10 minutes earlier. Um, so didn't quite get things right in my opinion yesterday. Uh, and I'm giving them a five. Uh, Anthony Martin, thank you for your five pound super chat. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Paulo Guaveya says, uh, love your show. We need to start risking more attacks and maybe lose a few more games. Uh, and another of these draws could be wins. You can have 38 draws and be bottom of the table being unbeaten. It means shite all. Uh, yeah, I That's think we true. are drawn too many games. Uh, there's, there's no doubt about it. Um, Billy, Eddie Howe. I agree with everything you've said. I, I think the in-game management wasn't very good. Um, I think if you're going to make the, the Elliot Anderson and Murphy substitution, make it 10 minutes earlier when we weren't on top. When we were on top, I didn't see the point in doing it. I thought we, we would have won the game if we kept on with that system and the players that we had on at the time. I think he's been seriously hamstrung by the transfer policy, though, and I, I can't really blame him for that. He's got 14 players that he can use that he trusts. Um, and I don't think that's his fault necessarily. I don't know. If I'm mm-hmm. certain it's not. I think five's harsh. I think seven is generous. I'll give him a six. <laughs> okay. Uh, fair enough. Uh, middle of the road. So because of that, we have to go with a six because Alex went seven. I went five. Billy's gone six. Middle of the road is a six. Uh, so there we go. Uh, right. There you go, guys. That is it for the, uh, the review show. Uh, now, tomorrow night, these two don't know this yet, but tomorrow night... It's a Q&A, right? So you get your chance to ask me, Alex, or Billy anything you want to get to know us within reason. And I mean that. No stupid questions, okay? If you want to get to know the hosts a bit more, please, you can you can ask questions live on the show or you can send them in preparation for the show. Uh, send me them via email. The email address is at the bottom of the description for this show. Uh, or you can contact me on uh, Instagram. As, uh, sorry, uh, well, Instagram, yes. Message me on Instagram or message me on Twitter uh, and you'll get the questions. So if you want to know us a bit better, it's Q&A time. Uh, just to say thank you to Uslaw for getting us above 17K. I feel like, you know, we, if we do a Q&A every now and again, it gets the new subscribers involved as well. And, you know, you get to know us a bit better. Um, so fire away your questions, either email or on social media or live on the show tomorrow night. Uh, we start at 8 o'clock. Um, and, you know, I can't think of a better way to sort of celebrate 17K. So we'll we'll go all in and we'll do a Q&A. Um, which uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will be uh, very much looking forward to uh, to asking some questions. You know, was Billy a party animal in his youth? Of course he was. Um, <laughs> you know, was, was Alex a raven alcoholic in his teens? Of course he was. Uh, but, you know, he, he's improved himself. He's got himself a James Bond villain beard, Superman hair. 
you know, it, it <laughs> there you go. Uh, so you can ask us anything you want, guys, tomorrow night within reason, of course. Uh, Anth Martin, thank you very much for another 20 quid super chat. Uh, he says, I'm addicted to TTR. It's the best. Uh, it's affecting my saucy life so much that I went out jogging in flip-flops just to remember the sound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep, <laughs> keep up the good work guys and girls uh, Dan Botman is amazing isn't he Paul yes he is he bloody is thank you very much Anth. much appreciated Boogie Boogie Buddy um, right that is it I want to thank the mods tonight uh, Rachel and Ju uh, Rachel and uh, Susan they've been doing a fabulous job uh, once again keeping the chat nice and uh, nice and flowing uh, so thank you very much to those two thank you to Alex and Billy for the company tonight and thank you to you guys out there absolutely incredible again thank you so much for your super chats uh, remember you can become a member of the channel if you wish just hit the join sign right underneath uh, this video uh, come and be a member win some prizes uh, don't forget to hit that like button before you leave guys it is really really important and of course the subscription button come and be part of the community if you like what you see and uh, hit that notification bell as well which will let you know when we go live upload or schedule in a show but thank you very much for watching guys we will see you at 8 o'clock tomorrow night for the Q&A uh, there will be a recorded video if there's any news to bring you from the club uh, from myself but until tomorrow night live guys Enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening. Good night. How are the lads and lasses? <laughs>